Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hello everyone and welcome to Project Give Back Connects Season 3, Episode 6. In our son's honor, we launched a charity. It was called Jacob's Ladder. Together with friends and family, we were able to raise millions of dollars towards education, research, and awareness into neurodegenerative diseases. Our fundraisers were all based on the power of giving. For years, we held an event called Jake's Gigantic Give. We reached out to toy companies and created a massive store, a pop-up. It was weekend long. This is before pop-ups were a thing. Except in this store, you couldn't buy one thing. It truly was one big give. Everything was donated. The space, the lounge, the food, the entertainment. On entrance, each guest was greeted with an angel, a teenage angel. Actually, there were 300 of them. And they guided our guests around this incredible store. It was there where they made gifts, these incredible gifts for young kids in need. They would walk around. They went to wrapping stations. They went to um, card making stations. And then they presented these amazing gifts to seven charities who were there on site to receive them. It was so incredible. We actually gave them each a little buck to go back into the store so they can get a little gift for themselves. Would you believe it? So many of these young people wanted to give that gift away too. It was, I was just so blown away by how people gave and what they did. It still blows my mind today. So when I said toys and companies donated toys, that's an understatement because skids and skids were donated. Two moving trucks filled with the hottest toys you could imagine. Our featured guest tonight was one of the masterminds behind this generosity. In fact, Speaking of masterminds, he and his brother were the founders of Mastermind Toys. John Levy was the CEO for 35 years. Now he is vice president of strategic transactions and head of ventures toys for Spin Master Limited. Basically, John nurtures and finds the brightest inventors in the toy world, brings that toy to play. He basically plays for a living. How amazing is that? He is so passionate about mental health causes for children as well. He's the founding director of Camp Kirk, a camp that empowers neurodiverse children. We are so lucky to have him here with us today. Welcome, John Levy. 
It's a real honor and a pleasure. Alan, thank you so much for the warm introduction. Um, and I am just delighted uh, to speak for a little bit tonight and uh, and share with you um, a little bit of, of the journey of, of entrepreneurship and the journey of uh, healthy business and the journey of healthy life and um, a little of the of a few of my thoughts on the ethos around giving. I, of course, absolutely was a huge fan of Jake's gigantic give. Um, and I loved every minute of, of, of helping Ellen and her team and her family and Jacob, of course, um, to bring um, the whole uh, thinking around giving and the importance of the health of that in, in your mind and your spirit. Um, and uh, it was just a, one, of, one of the great honors and one of the things I'm most proud of, of my extended family for is, is, uh, is Jacob's Ladder and Ellen and Jeff's and their family's um, fortitude. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit um, about starting a business, about mastermind, um, about being an entrepreneur. I come from a family of great entrepreneurs um, so everywhere I looked in my life and everybody that I loved and that I mentored and that mentored me mattered in my life were part of an entrepreneurial being. It was a great business. It was an incredible provider. It linked us all intrinsically as a family, as a way we made a living. Um, it, it was our, it was our reason for being was our entrepreneurship and our, and our, and our family. And so it was natural that as I grew up, um, I wanted to be that I wanted to be known for something. I wanted to start something that, um, would be as important as what I saw was so important in my family and what, what stood for so much in my family. And, um, and so that came out in a bunch of really fun ways. Uh, I, I love telling the story that I shoveled all the driveways in my neighborhood. And when I couldn't shovel them before school and I couldn't convince my parents that on snowy days, I couldn't go to school, um, that I had to upgrade and get a snowblower so that I could do the four or five driveways before 8.30 when I had to start walking to school. And so getting a loan from the bank instead of my dad was a very was one of the very first times I understood a kind of a business metric to creating uh, an enterprise. So I had JHL Enterprises and we had a snow shoveling business and I had this machine and I could do four or five driveways in the morning. Um, I loved, I got a lot of pride out of the, you know, people knowing that I, you know, was coming out to shovel their driveway and they would give me a tip. And later in life, I got into skateboarding as a kid and I decided, well, this is great. Everybody's going to the store to buy their skateboards and equipment. Maybe I'll find somebody that will sell me uh, skateboards and then I can go sell them in the schoolyard. And uh, I, why, 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 do, why should the kids have to go to the store to get a skateboard when they can get one right out of my backpack? So I sold a whole bunch of skateboards that year. And as a matter of fact, at the ripe age that I am now, um, a, an old friend from that middle school era came to me and said, I still have the skateboard I bought from you in grade seven. So, you know, you can have a lasting impact as an entrepreneur more than you think, even if it's selling skateboards out of your backpack. 
So um, the entrepreneurial experience went on a little further. And um, my brother and I, as Ellen uh, mentioned in the introduction, uh, we started a business called Mastermind. And it was, um, it was a business to sell educational computer games to families with kids. And in the early 1980s, computers were very new in the home and people didn't really know what to do with them. So our idea, our big idea was that if you had fun ways to play on a computer that you also learned math games and you learned reading comprehension and you learned um, uh, logic and problem solving and cognitive development and all these things, that that, that would make the computer a really great tool. Well, we all know that that continued an incredible journey and is part of about every second of our life today. Um, founding that business, though, is where you really get serious about how it makes you feel to run an enterprise every day. What does that mean? That means that, you know, you might need to hire some people to help you in that business. You might need to buy the merchandise you're selling from a supplier. You might need to negotiate a lease um, to have space where your store is located and pay rent to somebody. Um, and, you know, all of these people depend on you. And I learned very early on, it was really important to respect um, all of those relationships and to do your best to honor them every day. Um, and uh, so that was part of the code and the responsibility of being an independent business operator and an entrepreneur. So these honors make you feel good. As you build a business further, you might be fortunate enough to start to have the opportunity to not only transact in your business to make money that you can live on and to expand your business, but it also gives you an opportunity to think, well, how can, how can I help? What can I do in my community that helps others? Because you're already practicing the, the practice of doing good, of being, uh, you know, of, of meeting your responsibilities. Now it's like, well, how can I be good in other ways? It's almost like dopamine. It makes you feel so good to do good. It makes you feel good to pay your bills. It makes you feel good to sell a lot of merchandise from a supplier that didn't think you could sell as much as you sell. It makes you feel good to help to know that you hired a teenage kid that went on to university and then went into a business that had some relation to, you know, uh, an influence that they had when they worked for you. All of these things ignite this, this feeling of goodness and wanting, and you want to do more of it. And as an entrepreneur, you want to do more of it. You want to build more stores. You want to add more people. You want to bring in more merchandise. You want to sell more stuff. And as you do expand that, you want to also do more good and more giving in your community. So um, what, what I um, always thought was interesting about starting up a business and doing good and giving is that it was something, it was a little egocentric to tell you the truth, because you're really driving at doing things that people know you for. But that's that's all part of the flywheel is that you just want to do more of it because more people know you for having done it. So it's kind of addictive to do good. It's addictive to be successful. It's addictive to give because all of these things generate um, excitement, and enthusiasm for uh, for life and 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 um, 
And that's kind of what, what business is like, and that's what's giving giving is like. Um, the, the other thing that I'd like to point out is that in all the things that we do, whether it's us as people, everything comes back to being health related. So, you know, we know we have to eat a balanced diet. We know we can't just eat junk food. We know that we have to exercise some. These are all things that build health for ourselves as people. Well, businesses need health too. So businesses aren't always going to buy the right kind of stuff to put in their store that people are going to want to buy. So they have to keep their business healthy. How do they keep their business healthy? They have to move the inventory to some other, to some other way. So when Ellen says John was a great cousin, he was a great, you know, um, a supporter of, of Jacob's Ladder and the gigantic give and all of that sort of thing. John was also exercising his business with his brother, Andy. We were exercising our business to keep it healthy. And so while Ellen says we gave stuff away, we gave it no thought, we were actually making our busy our business healthier for what we were giving. And that was, that was, that was really um, important. Um, I also think that, you know, it's important um, when you're running a business to show gratitude, like to all of the, the people that I mentioned earlier in the chat, you know, whether it's a landlord, an employee, a customer, um, whatever. And I think also you have to show gratitude to your community. Um, you have to you have to show that it's actually, um, again, a little egotistical. It's a show of your success to give. It's the most interesting thing. But successful people, lots of people give. It's just successful people give more and people that have less give less. But givers are givers because we it all impacts us the same way. It makes us feel good. And it drives what, what we do and it drives how we feel in life. So giving essentially is what keeps you healthy. And as I'm linking to being an entrepreneur and owning a business for so long, it is also what actually is healthy habits and health and, and keeping your business healthy uh, as well. So that feeling of um, digging in and making a difference um, really never goes away. And I think that, um, but a greater gratitude, a greater, a greater sense of of um, of, of of you know appreciation uh, for being involved with something is seeing the good that gets done because of how you help. So when you see the incredible swimming facility that Jacob's Ladders efforts built, that is a great sense of accomplishment for everybody that rallied, and everybody on this call or that will listen to it at a later time all feels that. And it's and it's truly exciting. So it's not it's not an accident when you give. It's not all benevolence when you give. It's not all because you couldn't get out of it when you give. It's because it's all about what helps every it, what what makes everybody better to do good. And uh, and so uh, I thank Ellen for thanking me. But really, I need to thank Ellen because by she makes me a better person by bringing her into what she does. Thank you so much, John. I hope you feel good because <laughs> always do good. And, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, you're, you're so, you're so right. Yeah. Just, just this week, 
I was at one of our, our schools and it's in a marginalized area of Toronto. And this one, because I need a sip of water, this one little girl came up to me after doing her presentation on Team Seas. She's really all about cleaning up our world. And she said, Ellen, I got to tell you something. I said, what? She said, and she whispered, I gave $2 to my donate to my charity and I feel so good. And I thought, wow, that $2 is going to make such an impact. And she just, she felt so incredible. So it doesn't matter how old you are, how much money you have. If you give and you feel good about it, it just comes back to you. And thank you for your, your messages. They're so powerful. And thank you for being here, John. A pleasure. I'm delighted. So next up, we have singer-songwriter Sage. She is back in the house. Huge congratulations to you, Sage. She is the recent winner of Western University's The Voice competition. No surprise there. At the age of 13, Sage was a mini pop kid. She has been singing on our Jake's Jams for the last three years, and we absolutely love her. She's also been sharing her original work and covers on her social media and has a following now of over 100,000 people and growing. You have to check out her TikTok, her YouTube, her Instagram. She is known as That Singer Sage. And here she is. Sage, welcome to Project Give Back. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Ellen, for that incredible introduction. Um, as Ellen said, I am a singer. I've been singing, as my mom likes to say, since before I can speak. Um, <laughs> it's very much second nature to me now, and it's an honor to be a part of this. Um, so today I will be singing for you guys um, one of my favorite songs, Count on Me by Bruno Mars. Um, it's a very cheerful and uplifting song, and it really celebrates the power of friendship and support um, and leaning on one another in times of good and bad and everything in between. Um, okay, so here we go. If you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea, I'll sail the world to find you and if you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see i'll be the light to guide you we find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need you can count on me like one, two, three, and I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. Ooh. tossing and you're turning and you just can't fall asleep I'll sing a song beside you 
And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me, every day I will remind you. We find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need. You can count on me like one, two, three, and I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. You'll always have my shoulder when you cry. I'll what friends are supposed to do oh yeah ooh, ooh, you can count on me cuz I can count on you thank you everyone <laughs> what a beautiful soul what a beautiful voice what a beautiful person Thank you. Thank you, Sage. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so it's time for our young shining star. We first met Ryan as a student in Project Giveback, one of our students when she was in grade four. She was nine. And then you met her in our first season of Connects. This young advocate has not slowed down. She is gaining momentum and speed. Now she is 15 years old and believe this, okay? She's a research assistant at the University of Toronto. She's 15. What were you doing at 15? I wasn't doing that at 15. She's also one of the youngest delegates at the United Nations Biodiversity Conference. Welcome, Ryan. Feinberg. Hi, Ryan. Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Ellen, for that amazing introduction. And my goodness, Sage, you are an incredible singer. Um, that was so great. So thank you so much. As Ellen mentioned, my name is Ryan. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Um, so I'm a high school student at Lawrence Park Collegiate Institute um, at Avenue and Lawrence. I am an animal and climate advocate, as well as a former Project Give Back student. So to give you a bit of introduction to what I'll be talking about today, which relates to the theme of unwrapping kindness, um, I'll give a short introduction about how my journey started. 
So uh, when I was about nine or so, eight or nine, I walked past a protest and the protest kind of focused on um, animals used for fashion. And at the time I didn't know what a protest was, but regardless, when I walked past, I was interested and that sparked my interest and passion for animal rights, which eventually led to the work I do now in both that and the climate. So as Ellen mentioned, I'm a research assistant at the University of Toronto. I was a delegate at the United Nations Biodiversity Conference, COP15 in Montreal, Canada. But something else that's really near and dear to my heart is giving presentations to classes and schools about the issues that I'm uh, passionate about and work toward um, regularly. And my goal with these is to hopefully inspire other young people the way Project Give Back inspired me. So throughout all of this and all of the work I do, I've realized how important it is to incorporate kindness in more ways than one. So for me, as an advocate, having kindness is key because kindness, compassion, understanding toward those you're trying to impact is especially important when working toward making a difference. For me, a lot of the times when we talk about advocacy and especially youth advocacy, we think of young people um, and their empowerment and everything, but what goes on behind the scenes, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of meeting deadlines, a lot of um, things that need to get done. And so that can weigh a lot on my shoulders and the shoulders of a lot of other youth advocates out there. So for me, centering kindness, centering compassion when it comes to those that I'm trying to impact will from my experience, allow me to create a more meaningful result. So that's something that's really important. And similar lessons can be applied to anything, not just necessarily advocacy, but centering kindness in your work, I think is really important no matter what you do. And also kindness towards those that you're working with. This is something that I have learned throughout the course of leading projects and groups, but just generally speaking, while I'm here by myself, I'm certainly not here alone. I have a support system, just like all of us do, even if we don't know it. There is a solid structure behind all of us that's supporting all of the work that we do. So I think it's really important to center kindness in that aspect as well. Show your gratitude and give back to those that allow you to flourish. And um, hopefully they'll do the same as well. That's something that I have found to be extremely valuable. And one of the most important things when it comes to talking about kindness in the work that we all do is being kind to yourself, not just when it comes to leading teams, leading projects, but also when it comes to leading your daily life. Giving yourself time is really important. I didn't just start doing the work I do today. It took me time to find what truly matters to me and find ways to integrate that into my daily life. And I, I think the same can be said for a lot of us here. We're all human. We always learn. We always grow. And making mistakes and slip ups allow us to be better leaders and better people because they teach us lessons such as kindness, such as compassion and understanding. So it's important to be kind to yourself 
throughout this process of ever changing growth because that will allow us to create more of an impact as we go on. Project Give Back for me taught me so much about the importance of kindness, the importance of giving back, of course. And I think that no matter what you do in life, it's important to keep that central. So thank you so much. Ryan, thank you so, so much for your very important message. We would love you to come and talk to some of our classes, especially when they choose animal and climate causes. That would be amazing. Thank you. You're hired, my friend. <laughs> thank you so much. So thank you. I'd love to, of course. <laughs> Okay, guys, it's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay at One to Give. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. Um, right now, if you're watching this on Zoom, you might know someone who is going on March of the Living. Or if you're watching this in a classroom, it's Holocaust Education Month, and you might be learning about the Holocaust and the lessons of never again. One area that I find is missing in the dialogue um, which is really important is the state of survivors now in Toronto. There are 800 Holocaust survivors living under the poverty line that Jewish Family and Child Services serves. And so when we talk about advocacy, it's about bringing awareness to causes that maybe there isn't light shined on. Of course, it is so important that we learn about the Holocaust um, and that we take those lessons with us. And it is also important that we honor the survivors who are living right now, heroes in our community, and making sure that they have the support of all of us. If this is something you'd like to learn more about, there's little ways that you can help, like giving gift cards, which is something we know brings dignity and choice and respect. And there's also big ways that you can help. We're also organizing an event where a local Holocaust survivor will be sharing stories from his community about situations of crisis that people are finding themselves in. His name is Pinchas Gutter. He's an incredible speaker. Um, and if this sounds like something you're interested in, please reach out to me. The first step is always education. And as always, kindness is contagious. Thank you, Lindsay. Always such a powerful message. And a beautiful challenge to go with it. We really appreciate that. Okay, everyone. Well, we wanna thank you, John and Sage and Ryan and Lindsay and all of you for watching and listening. As always, my message to you is let's be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you soon. Mwah. Open your heart today.